Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a working medium, spiritualist minister, certified spiritual life coach, and mentor. My goal is to help support today's modern mediums and spiritual seekers in making strong connections with their own spirit and spirit helpers. I will share all I know about mediumship development and spirituality. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My next guest is one of Australia's foremost spiritual mentors and teachers of the spiritual arts, and she's based in Sydney, Australia. She is also a certificate holder of the Spiritualist National Union in public speaking and demonstrating evidential mediumship, as well as a tutor and course organizer at the prestigious Arthur Finley College of Psychic Science and Spiritual Mediumship in the UK. She has worked for 28 years in the field of spiritual mediumship and intuitive arts throughout Australia, as well as internationally, including the USA, Canada, Europe, and England. I am extremely honored to welcome Christine Morgan to the show. So nice to have you here, Christine. Thank you. And thank you for the invite, Courtney. It's very lovely to um, speak with you. Very lovely. Thank you. You're most welcome. It was nice that we were able to figure out a time because you're several, well, you're, yeah. you're the next day. <laughs> I, think we, I think we may be 16 to 17 hours ahead of Canada and the States. And yeah. Yes. That's why we're down under. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, as I was mentioning to you before we started recording, um, several years ago, I seen some of your interviews on YouTube and there was something really refreshing about your approach to mediumship and it was very practical. It wasn't anything which we tend to see now in the spiritual community where it's kind of woo-woo and airy-fairy. It was very grounded and practical. And then a couple of years ago when COVID hit, you were one of the teachers in a digital online course, Media Mentors from Spirit's Voice. And everything that you shared in that course resonated on so many levels, not just the spiritual development aspect, but I want to say like the spiritualization of self, knowing thyself, which is such a huge component of the mediumship development. And so honored to be able to share you, share your voice with my listeners. So I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about maybe your early development years and touch on some of your intuitive heritage. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, first of all, it's a little bit longer than 28 years, but I'm quite happy to keep it 28 years because it makes me sound younger, which is really rather wonderful. Okay, so I started approximately about 34 years ago, and I come from a natural line of intuitives and mediums. So my father was a spiritualist medium in the UK. Um, My mum's dad, my grandfather, dabbled with mediumship and was extremely sensitive. And my grandmother was extremely psychic and talked about the spirit world very naturally as do my mum and my mum's sisters. So I didn't really get brought up in a spiritualist family apart from when I was with my father because my parents divorced when I was younger. We actually talked about spiritualism. I got interested, but I only got interested after my experiences. I'm actually the reluctant medium. I didn't want to do it. I'm an ex-hairdresser. I belong to the hair, beauty and fashion industry. I certainly didn't want to talk to dead people, but I was extremely perceptive and psychic and had experiences 
that for some reason I just had this gnawing feeling inside of me to research and find out. So in my early years, um, I think I dabbled and I basically played around with psychic tools. You know, my mum and her sisters would read psychometry jewellery for friends, photographs. My grandmother and mum taught me how to read the tea leaves. So my grandmother was very well known for tea leaf reading um, and different things. So the psychic field was a known but I just really didn't want to do it because I just yeah. thought, well, you know, that's for old people with blue rinse, curly hair, and all, you know, that's what you do when you're a pensioner. How naive and ignorant. And I just went, oh, gosh. Anyway, cut a long story short, I came to live in Australia because my parents divorced. My father stayed in England. And so over a period of time, I had a lot of experiences in my late youth, which I left, just ignored, but knew they were they were real. And um, probably wasn't till about my late 20s I started to explore quite a few experiences that I was having and talking to my dad and going back to the UK and exploring a little bit more because he was a, a president of a spiritualist church and he ran for 45 years. So he was very involved and he would, you know, dem be de out demonstrating three or four times a week. And I used to go and watch him and everything, but sat at the back, not interested, don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also used to get the message, oh, that little girl at the back, you know, the spirit is saying, you'll be up here doing this one day. And I used to say, no way, not on your Nelly. It's not for me. However, I have to say, it wasn't until I probably was around about 30. Um, that's probably around 26 to 30 when I really started to get my teeth into it. And I really started to explore. And luckily I had my father to guide me over the phone in those days because there wasn't very many places in Western Australia where I was living in Perth. There was uh, spiritualist churches, but I just mm -hmm. found them old-fashioned and boring. And I really was very naive and ignorant of the philosophy of spiritualism until my father really said, right, yeah. you have an ability, but you're not a medium yet. You need to learn and unfold and develop, and you need to understand that the philosophy of what we do is the pin that holds your mediumship up. So, you know, yes. he's sending me books on silver birch and old mediums and things like this. So I was very blessed when I look back now to say that I actually had that available to me. So that's how I first started with my dad. And, you know, for some of the listeners, they may not know what spiritualism is, but it's a religion, it's a, um, a science, and it's a philosophy. And through that philosophy, we gain uh, a greater understanding of self, the other world, and what the true purpose is behind spirit communication. It's much more than, it, it's not a party trick, it's not a novelty thing, and no. it's something that should be respected and honored, and those that wish to pursue it if you Absolutely. can learn more, please learn more because you're going to do yourself a, a, a disservice if you don't. And most importantly, a disservice to the spirit world who are wishing to come through and you're the voice. So the philosophy is just incredible. And if none of you have gone to a service, check it out <laughs> because it's incredible. It is. And, you know, uh, the mediumship and the spirit world doesn't belong to spiritualism, but I have to say yes. it does provide a fantastic foundation of understanding if you follow it correctly. That was just my given choice because of coming from with a spiritualist dad yeah. to understand more. And you know, some of our greatest mediums and pioneers in this field were spiritualists. Yes. And so I do believe as you grow and mature, you become universal and you look at all different things. We encourage you within spiritualism to research comparative religions and have a yeah. look 
But it was something that at that time provided something for me. And I have to say I've stuck with it. That doesn't mean I haven't got an open universal mind, but I am a spiritualist. And that's the beauty of spiritualism as well is because it doesn't say this is how you have to do things and you got to stay in a box. It's quite different than, can yeah. I say, with like traditional Orthodox religions yes. or Catholicism. And it gives you that liberty to allow your spirit to discover itself that's right. and, and find out what truth is for, for you as a unique individual. You touched on the pioneers of spiritualism. And I would say in comparison, not even comparison, but if you were to, yes, I guess comparison, if you were to look at the the mediums of times past to now, we're not seeing the same degree of quality mediumship that we were back then at all. Well, I, I do think that we have to remember that times have changed. Yes. The world has changed and also the mentality of some people have changed as well. So today our lives psychologically are so engulfed in doing stuff. We're yeah. bogged down with things, right? So we're really busy, we're hectic, we have families or we have busy jobs, etc. Wow. I think many years ago there was more time dedicated we didn't have the, the interference of television, radio, laptops, et cetera, yeah, uh, social yeah. media as much. Uh, so there's an evolution in progress. So we're not seeing a lot of it the same, but I will say that I do still believe there's some fabulous mediums around the world Agreed, who just yeah. express things very differently in a different way. And I believe that expression of mediumship might be classed as more modern day just because times have changed so people evolve to grow, to adapt, to develop. And so, the, I mean, I personally know some fantastic mediums. I've got some great colleagues who are great mediums. Um, and, you know, we work to always maintain standards of the pioneers. We don't forget the pioneers. We have respect because they paved the way. But things are a little different. But, you know, the spirit world as it evolves and grows, it doesn't change completely. I mean, evidential mediumship, you can't make evidential medium anything else so you're going to offer proof of the afterlife it has not changed in all those years the way you do things the way you approach it might be a little bit different psychologically um, because of life but I don't think the actual spirit changes in a way they evolve and grow and they adapt to us like as we've seen through COVID everybody's you know people would say and a lot of people oh you can't link with the spirit world over a laptop and you can't do this and you can't do that well there's no barriers in the spirit world what a lot of nonsense there's no barriers to spirit um and so I do feel as it's been an evolution but I also feel that we grow with the times and so there are certain mediums I believe sometimes still quiet who are not on a public world social platform yeah fantastic jobs for the spirit world so I'm a great believer that everybody can be a pioneer in their own right in some way, or everybody can be an ambassador for the spirit world in some way. I believe everybody's got something to offer. I love that phrase because it's one that I've used a lot and humbly use it, but being an ambassador for the spirit world, being their voice on the earth plane, even in my little corner of the world and that little pocket of how I affect, you know, spirit works with us in this unique way. And they understand what's going on in the world stage and what's happening with COVID and all these different circumstances. They are an intelligence. And of course, they're going to adapt and work with us and help us bring through that knowledge and that support and that proof of survival, whether it is in a uh, person-to-person contact or it's online. 
That's right. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's what the medium does and how the medium approaches work. But also it's about their relationship with the spirit world. You have to develop that relationship with the spirit world. And it's how you approach your work. You know, when COVID hit and we all stopped traveling, because a lot of us yes. all travel. Um, and so when COVID hit, we had to adapt and we had to do something. And so it's a matter of your approach, uh, your mental application to your work and the consistency in how you go about it. Absolutely. And you touched on something that's really important too, Christine, is, is that commitment that the oh, yes. medium needs to be committed to the work. You know, sometimes I feel like, and this is only in my opinion, and people can take it for what it's worth, but my opinion is that sometimes we have so much expectation of the spirit world and so many demands on them, but people aren't equally taking responsibility for that partnership and working in union with them. Yes, and I think that's very important, and especially when you're developing and even when you get to a level of development where you're very, you know, at a stage with your work where you're quite able to uh, demonstrate, uh, to take personal clients, talk, teach, whatever it may be. Yeah. I do believe that your relationship with the spirit world is the most important thing because they are the ones that guide you and un help unfold you. But if you don't commit to giving them that time, it's not going to happen. And therefore, we have this situation. You can't go to a, a course for six weeks and do six weekends and link to the spirit world and become a medium yeah. because becoming a medium is a maturing of the craft. It's an unfoldment of the soul, and it's that divine link that makes you understand how connected we are to everything so in that interrelated connection with everything around you your world the spirit world people here you develop and bud like a flower and you grow and from that in that growth if you are an evolving medium you evaluate you look you respond you look at things and your relationship over the years with the spirit and you grow forward and so i believe the spirit world when you go to meet them and work and give your commitment that, you know, you learn to develop correctly, you understand the field, you learn about yourself, they will more than meet you halfway, more than meet you halfway to help Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And I really believe that. It's not, mediumship is not for the elite. And I do believe, you know, there shouldn't be elitism. People create elitism because of society. That's just you know, how life is today. And social media has helped with that. But I will say to you, it's, it's not an elite craft. It's a soul aspect for people. Whether you can demonstrate, whether you can talk, or whether you just have knowledge and understanding of the other world, you don't know where you might want to be placed in a situation where you're going to maybe comfort or listen to someone who's experiencing grief or death. Yes. You don't have to be a demonstrating medium to have that relationship with the other world because you you come into a stage of understanding the maturing of the craft is the mediumship the divine within and so once you come to know yourself and understand you are able to look at the shadows because we've all got them yeah. and the light the light side of self and in that growth this you see that the message of the spirit world is let us help you look at your life in a bigger picture let us help you look at what is around you and what is there. It's not just something you go to grab a message from granny. It's There's not. so much depth to that. So um, much more. It is. And you made a comment, which is so true. People think they can take a six-week course and they're a qualified medium. Or, you know, I'll take a, a weekend workshop. Sorry, I'll teach a weekend workshop. People come take this workshop with me. So do I get a certificate and now I'm a medium? No. That's wrong. 
It's wrong. And an important part, which you touched on, and I love because it was something I was going to ask you about, but mediumship, the um, there's such an, an emphasis on the mechanics of it. Okay. I'm going to make a link. I'm going to have it bring through a communication, but mediumship, in my opinion, and I, I feel like you would share some of the same philosophy on that is this journey of knowing thyself and discovering who you are and moving into the depths of the, the light and the dark and everything in between. And it's self-discovery. And if you don't know yourself, how are you going to be able to recognize when the spirit world comes through and bring through a clear communication that's not kind of jaded with your own mind and your own issues? Yeah. And the wonderful thing about that is that it's a really unfolding journey and it changes as you grow and mature. And I do, and I do believe that you know, you never truly know yourself. You're always in a state of growth and learning and unfolding. Yes. But I feel if you really come to understand the real true aspect of mediumship, which has been around since the ancient times, since the year yeah. dot, you understand about this inner depth of inner connectedness to everything. And so therefore you are you develop something within you, hopefully, to go, you know, that is wrong, Christine, or you didn't behave well or say well, or you're having those thoughts or your reaction. Look at that. Where's this coming from? You look beyond the peripheral. You look beyond the surface. And so if you can truly get in touch with your spirit then, I think then you start the journey of the spiritualization of self. But I do feel that's a lifelong journey. And I do believe that with that, if you can help that within yourself, you then have more aid and support to help others. Excuse me. And so I feel awareness, we've been told, has been taught for years before mediumship, and it, it can never be more truer today. But we've got more psychological problems in the world today than ever before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've got more psych- psychiatry and psychological problems than ever before. So people need help. And I believe if we can help people with awareness or people can help themselves, if you're willing to look at those sides of self and in the uncovering of the spirit that you are and in this active persona of soul in this life and how you're operating, I do believe that enhances your relationship with the spirit world. Absolutely. And I do believe that the spirit world see that by your vibration and your light. Absolutely. And it's an imperative part of your foundation as a medium. You know, before people start jumping in and want to start taking workshops, you know, again, in my opinion, take the time to get to know yourself first, develop that relationship with self, because you're going to give the spirit world something more to be able to work with. Not that they don't want to help you, but you become a more clear conduit for the presence of the spirit. If you can kind of work through some of your own stuff a bit, even though it's a lifelong process. Yeah, I do believe, um, Courtney, that people, some people think mediumship is something you do. Yeah. Mediumship is not something you do. It is only something you do when you're in the performance of doing a demonstration, a one-to-one session, et cetera, teaching, et cetera, et cetera. Mediumship is part of who you are in your life. It's not divorced from your emotional state. So it's reflective of your life. And so when you become that and you are that, the thing is that it's a part of your daily aspect. Being that everyday daily medium, which we've said for years and years and years, 
is really, really important. But unfortunately, a lot of people who perhaps don't understand through their own knowledge or lack of, of education think it's something you just pull out your pocket and do. It's not. Mm-hmm. To totally grow, to become the spiritual medium, I don't feel you can do a class or give anybody guidelines for that. I believe that's an individual purpose and way of life. I believe your mediumship becomes spiritual when you engage spiritually with self and the understanding of the self that is connected to the greater source. And I do believe that if you recognize that being a medium is part of the daily life, even though you function as a daily person, it's not something you pull out your pocket. You, 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 you get to a stage, you live it, you breathe it, it's who you are. It, there's an aspect of healing around this. There's an aspect of growth around this. And there's also the downside when we have to look at things about ourselves because we know better. Yeah. And so with that comes the mantle of responsibility for self, not talking about responsibility for work, but the responsibility for self. So in that mantle of responsibility for self, we have the power and strength and diligence of spirit to actually change things in our life that are not working for us. The sad thing is many of us drift in this everyday road and are affected externally by things, but we have the power of all that is within ourselves. Absolutely. And I know of somebody who's also um, a well-known medium and they had said, you know, you are your mediumship and your personal life is going to be reflected in your mediumship. And you can't separate those two components as much as you want to. If you want to be the a strong medium and have a connection with the spirit world. You got to work on your inner self too. And not step. I I personally think, and this is only my opinion. Those two aspects are so interly um, connected or interwoven that to try to separate them, it's going to affect your ability. It's, I don't like it. <laughs> well, totally. And and so you've only got to look at mediums when they're developing and look at the sort of evidence they get because sometimes their evidence is reflective of how they are and they think they can't get this or they can't get that or they can't do this because they, they have this inner dialogue with them going on and, and the dialogue needs to change about them knowing themselves, knowing their ability, knowing their link to the divine, to the spirit, to the craft, the source yeah. and understanding it. And I do believe that becomes... Um, a level of maturity as you mature into your mediumship. Because when I look back at myself the first few years, I had no idea about self-awareness. I look back now and I go, what the heck was I thinking? That's crazy. What was going on there? I just knew I could work with the spirit world. I knew I could be psychic. But I had to do quite a lot of work to understand the, uh, the deeper depths of it. And I'm still doing that today. I still read, I still research, I still practice. But what I do more now than ever, I talk more to the spirit world. I always spoke to them, but now I share my life with them in a way, if I can say that to you. And I will say that they respond. They respond. Um, You know, it could be something so simple, but they respond. And I believe that we have forged this separation and thinking that it's something greater when actually what we do is not not super normal. It's not super phenomena. Mediumship is a natural phenomenon. Yes. So not every soul will develop it to a varying degree. 
of um, being wonderful. Some people will just become more educational, more knowledgeable and have more understanding. Um, Some people um, will actually develop the ability to work publicly. Some will work privately. But the busiest thing, sorry, the uh, most important thing about the most important thing about that is that, you know, your information, your messages and working like that is just a byproduct of the mediumship. It's a byproduct. You don't sit to get with the spirit world just to get a message. You sit to create that relationship we're talking about. And so if you're in development of the relationship is a deeper understanding. The messages, the demonstrations can be the byproduct of that understanding. Absolutely. And that's so spot on. And you see people when they start sitting uh, in a circle or home circle uh, with, it takes, I I notice that it's almost like it takes a few years for people to kind of settle in from, I can link with the spirit world. I can make a connection. I can have a little bit of evidence come through. And there's this excitement because it's almost tangible that there is life after death. I am communicating with the other world, but they go from here ground zero to way off the charts and then that's right spirit, and then spirit goes okay time to come back down to earth and then when they get grounded okay now we can start doing some work but do you find that with people too it takes yeah. them a few years yeah. to kind of get settled into that it does it does because everybody's very excited and that's normal to be excited yeah. very excited at the beginning to be able to do things and oh my gosh you know I got this right or I did that and you feel quite chuffed with yourself we all did that everybody everybody who's a working in that I know who's a colleague if they're honest will tell you that Um, but then you start to settle into this development with the spirit world and this development with God the source the power whatever you want to call it Um, you start to settle into this relationship where you understand the expression of this mediumship is for something to help in your life and other people. And so it does take a few years to settle down. And then we find a lot of people fall away. A lot of people don't stay on it. Um, They just dabble and then they leave it alone. Um, And then other people, I do believe, who were meant to be on the path strongly, I do believe they're led, greatly led. Absolutely. My mentor has said this quote to me many times because I never thought I would be a ordained spiritualist minister. I grew up in a Christian church. Parents were elders and I wanted nothing to do with it. But I'd always have visions since I was a little kid being on like a platform. But I thought it was a Christian church. I didn't know any different. And found my way into a spiritualist church. But my minister or the minister of the church, who's also my mentor, and the lady who uh, is my sponsor and ordained me, she said, you know, Courtney, very, many are called, but fewer chosen. And mm-hmm. it's this path that is very unique. And sometimes it can be a lonely one. And it's all these new experiences. And you're discovering more about yourself and the depth of your soul and learning this connection with the universe, source, God. And it's all these different components that you learn about. And I feel sometimes people rush into it too much. And um, there's actually something I want to quote you on because you quoted this and I love it. You need to learn that you need to learn. That's quite right. I use that all the time. I I love it. All the time. You need to learn that you need to learn. And I would apply that to myself as well. I needed that at the beginning. And when I'm here, you talk about, you know, being on your own in Australia, I'm literally a lone soldier. There is some lovely mediums and very good mediums here. Um, But where I live uh, in Sydney, there's a few spiritualist churches, but nothing close by that I attend. Um, And so 
I'm lit- I literally run my own community. I've created my own community, which is global anyway, like most mediums who are working online. But um, my community has been going for many, 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 many years. Um, and I took great risks at the beginning, you know, running retreats, bringing international mediums. I was the first person to create a spiritual retreat in Australia long before anybody else came in. I brought in actually two of my colleagues from Canada, Simon James, with another lady and then Brian Robertson. And so they came in. And so um, that I'm going back years and years ago. So I took risks and I was crazy. I used to think, what am I doing? This is madness. You know, what's all this connection? What's this all about? But in taking the risks, I learned what I had to learn. And so, you know, it was in that development process when that was going on that I realised there was so much more to learn. And I just believe it's a journey. And I believe if you approach it with an open mind and and get some joy out of it, you know, enjoy it. It shouldn't be a chore. It's not a chore. It's not hard. It's just about understanding. And so that sort of thing, I really, really quote that very much so because I remember when I was younger, oh, I'm just going to do this because I was a bit of a go-getter. I'll go and do this. I'll go and do that. Luckily for me, my retreats have happened through the years. My community started to build. I mean, my home circle has been sitting for nearly 12 years. Wow. One home circle for 12 years. And so um, with the community that I have built now, Um, with certain groups and circles that I teach from across the platform, across global, it's become a family. And I believe that's really important that people have a support network, a nourishing, nurturing support network, you know. Um, Mentorship is really like a one-to-one. And I I sort of don't mentor one-to-one. I would do a coaching sessions to help people and then I place people into groups because I believe that's how... What I have is what I call the School of Intuitive Arts and Mediumship, which basically is a school without walls. So I have a college without walls or a school without walls, which was predicted by the spirit world through a fantastic medium many years ago. And I laughed and said, never. But now I look back and I thought, my goodness, I have across the my week of where I teach what I do, like probably lots of other mediums as well. We have created communities around us without the walls because we've been placed in positions to do so. So there's lots of others like myself. And so one of the things when you're growing and developing and aspiring at the beginning is you do need to learn that you have to learn and you have to keep learning. Yes. And you have to have that humility and humbleness and the courage to be brave and say, you know what, I might have been doing this 30 years, but I got that wrong. Yeah. I might have said that two years ago, but I feel my viewpoint might change now through an experience I've had. So you have to have that openness of relationship with self again to be able to grow through this process. Absolutely. Well spoken and well said. And moving into that journey of learning is lifelong. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. And it's really important for people to have a solid foundation because if you know the mechanics, but don't understand yourself or how the spirit world works with you and something goes array, your mediumship is going to fall flat and there's going to be holes kind of like I use a lot of food analogies, like Swiss cheese. There's going to be lots of holes in it. So for those that are listening and that you're developing, maybe you're curious about developing your mediumship. Maybe you've been sitting in a circle for a couple of years. Maybe you are doing private readings and feel like things are kind of going flat. Go back and take a look at your foundation. What's your structure? Are 
what you've been taught, is it, is it truths that still resonate for you? Or were you implementing somebody else's ideas and thoughts that perhaps maybe don't necessarily work for you? What are your thoughts on people's um, training with multiple teachers? And, you know, is there one set of way of doing things? Um, no, I believe that, um, I do believe you can have a multiple um, team of teachers. I mean, I have in my, in my community, um, I have several groups weekly that sit with me every week religiously, um, but they also attend other tutors' classes. I don't believe there's anything wrong with that as long as it's not too much and it gets confusing or mixed up for the student. Yeah. However, I do believe that people will gravitate most to what fits with them. So you will gravitate to certain tutors. I did. And I, I, you know, I basically, I didn't learn at Arthur Finley College. Nobody learns at Arthur Finley College. You go there for the experience. You learn things in a week. You go where you practice it. But we don't put people through a system in the Arthur Finley College to actually become a medium in a week's course. It just doesn't happen that way. It's an experience of learning and development. And so... I would say I think there's nothing wrong with having an openness to other tutors and exploring, but I also believe that you have to trust yourself of where and what fits with you and you gravitate. I mean, I had um, several, I mean, I had my dad basically at the beginning, and then I had a several, I had a wonderful man, Glyn Edwards, who I absolutely adored, who's passed, yes. one of the great guys. Um, I had Glyn a few times, and that man, in the short few times that I spent time um, at the college with him made a massive impact on my life. Um, and then also my other colleagues in Canada, mm -hmm. um, Simon and Brian did. But also in the middle of that, I went and did other courses with other great tutors. I did, you know, I, I, I sort of think that what you should do is grab a jewel from everybody and create your own robe. Yes. You know? Grab it, grab it, grab something from everybody, create your own, but become unique. Don't become a parrot fashion that you're the absolute little parrot following what this person says to you. You've got to change and adapt. So, you know, I would, I, I went on courses with Mavis many 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we, I've done it a few, one or two courses of Paul's. I went, went with some very old pioneers who've now passed. Um, and then I, and then I found that. You know, I, a lot of it, I ended up still, I did all that at the beginning and then I came back to being on my own again. And that's what happened. So it takes you in a bit of a circle. But I was very blessed that, you know, when I went to the college many, many, many years ago, 30 years ago, we didn't have half as many. We had a lot of the old pioneers still there who had now passed. And we didn't have half as many um, classes and lectures as what we've got today. It's very different. Um, which is all great, but uh, I remember the first few times I went, the first time I went, we just had to sit and listen to lectures all day and watch the mediums demonstrate. We didn't get the chance to work the first two or three days, which which I thought, think now, is needed. But I, when I look back now at the opportunity I had of witnessing such high standards of mediumship and philosophy and understanding, I was yeah. blessed. But then also you take all of that and then you come into your own home environment and you develop yourself your way with your tutor or, or if you, someone's leading you in a spiritualist church or centre or in a group and you gather, but you, I believe so to have experiences with different tutors is wonderful. I think it, it shows you different ways of working, you gravitate, but it's interesting when I talk to some of my students who go to other classes, they often will say, oh, 
you're on the same lines as this person. I've just done this. And I know, so, and these people they're talking about are my colleagues who I work with. So I know we're all on the same pathway. So that's very, and it's wonderful. So you do find there's a gravitation. There's a certain group of us, we, certain people will work with certain people at certain times. And it's because as colleagues, we're all of the same understanding. And that's important too, because I see it sometimes with people that sit in circle or people that attend uh, different workshops and they're bouncing around, which is okay, but they're not having that continuity or at that place where they're able to build a solid foundation. So a lot of this information can just be convoluted and then they don't know what to actually do with it. And so we get excited in those early stages, even you know, those early years, Christine, right? I mean, been there, done that, but then it kind of, you got, you get to a place and it's like, you got to settle down, allow that to those, those truths and these teachings to find their place of rest within you and say, okay, this works for me or not right now. I'm just going to put that on the shelf. Maybe I'll go back and look at that another time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do believe you learn something from everybody, even if it's, even if it's not what to do. Absolutely. But I do, I'm, you know, I do believe you should put your money where your mouth is. I think if you're going to look, um, you know, where you're going to look for a tutor, you should be looking at what the tutor does, look at their background, look at their experience. And you you should be exploring and not just taking everything at face value. And I do believe anybody who wants to tutor should be able to express that they can and be known about that. And I'm a great believer that by your work, you should be known. And we all advertise today. We all use marketing. It's all part of life. But I also think people come to you. There's a gravitation aspect. And and that happens with a lot of colleagues. I do see that. It is. And I feel at times too, we're often guided to where we need to be. It's a matter of of trusting that and trusting that guidance and trusting that self. Christine, what would you say are maybe like some misconceptions that people have about mediumship or even misconceptions about Ooh, if I develop mediumship, what the heck's going to happen? Um, Do you want to like demystify some of that? Like what? Right. Okay. Well, the fact is, I think uh, the biggest thing is that they think it's something um, weird or that we're calling up the dead, which has been talked about for donkey's years now. No, we don't call up the dead. The dead are still living. We're just simply adjusting our attunement levels of mind to be able to blend with that other world. And so I think that it's not everybody's cup of tea. I don't believe it's for everybody. I believe there's an aspect of mediumship that people may get understanding, but you can't force on anybody. You may have a different concept of belief or um, want to process something differently to you. So I believe to demystify is that to help it, I would say, let people understand as much as you can that it's very natural. That, you know, you live... We walk within another world. They're within our world. We're within their world. We walk within worlds when we do this work. And the spirit is not in hell. It's not in heaven. You know, it's around us. And I think a misconception is that people either think it's dangerous, they attach all silly things that have been spoken about for years and years and years and years and years about hauntings and people attaching themselves to them and having uh, a bad atmosphere or an entity, all this negative nonsense, which is all coming from a place of misunderstanding, not educated, et cetera, et cetera. Because the spirit world that I know in 34 years is the most loving, uplifting and supportive world that I've ever known, more so than the, the world here, to be quite frank. And I will say to you, the misconceptions around mediumship 
with people depending on what they want to do. If they want to develop it, don't think it's something you can rush into changing career and make money because I'll tell you, all my colleagues, including myself, we work hard. And, yes, we have created a workforce, a profession out of it, but we have sacrificed a lot to do it and we still do that and we still work. So don't do it as a change of career. I believe if you're meant to tutor, teach, or that ability is there, it finds you in some way. Yeah. Or you have that calling within you, there's something there. Um, I never, ever, ever thought I'd be a teacher or tutor in this field. I came around it in a, a, a situation personally where I started sharing my information that I knew with a group of people I was sitting in meditation with. And before I knew it, it would turn into a group. It went on and on. And I didn't know very much. It was very basic, very simplistic. And it grew from there. And consequently, I've been teaching and running groups all my life with it now. However, I now look back and know the difference of sharing that information as to tutoring someone. Yes. It's a difference. So I will say to you that I believe the misconceptions and things that people misunderstand is perhaps thoughts of things they've had in their background, their belief systems, their upbringing, their social environment, where it's poo-pooed or they don't understand it. Yes. And so our job as a medium is also to let people say, like I've said before, mediumship is very natural. It's a natural ability. Not everybody will do it, but everybody has the ability to have spontaneous interludes with the spirit world or understand it because everybody's going to die. So I think understanding and the expression of death is really important. So misconceptions are, I want to say, is that we have to work hard to eradicate fear with certain people. Yes. And that, unfortunately, has been around for donkey's years. It's still around today. But if I could say something, I think there's more to fear outside in life than what there is working with the other world. But it's Absolutely. just if you actually read get a good teacher and understand and work through this process. It's so rewarding. It is so rewarding. And it's not about accolades. It's not about how much money you make. It's really about being of service. Yeah, and that's right. through that work of service, you're blessed in so many ways. And it's not always through monetary means. And there's nothing like it. And I know for even myself to think going from corporate to doing this and being a minister. Talk to me 15, 20 years ago, not a chance. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. But the call was there. And eventually yes. I answered that call. And I often will use the analogy. Many of us can learn how to pay, play a piano. Not everybody's going to be a concert pianist. That's I'm not right. saying I'm a concert pianist, but I, I do believe people can learn to varying degrees on how to connect with the spirit world. But it doesn't mean you should be working with the public or doing this as a vocation. Totally. I totally agree. Because again, you come into what we spoke about before, the mantle of responsibility. You yeah. know, when you work with the public, uh, you're working with a fragile heart. So you are, you are working with a fragile heart, someone who sought you out for either comfort, for either guidance intuitively or comfort or guidance or just communication with someone they've loved and lost. So you're working with fragility. And as we expose uh, the vulnerability and the fragility of our, our own self in this growth process of becoming a medium, we understand that, you know, as highly sensitive beings as mediums, our vulnerability is quite exposed. And so we have to recognise that that is what we deal with with other people. So every time you're making a contact with the spirit world, you are working with a fragile aspect of someone's heart in the spirit and here. 
Absolutely. And it's this huge responsibility and it's not something that should be taken lightly. And it's something that is, it's very delicate. And in order to work as a clear messenger for the spirit world, you need to have a solid foundation. You need to know what you're doing. And if you don't have that understanding, go seek out mentors, reputable mentors, do your homework. Just because somebody has, is, you know, you catch them at a metaphysical shop does not mean they should be teaching you. I've had so many people come to me panicked, stressed out. So-and-so said this to me and they're and it's all fear-based. And it's because these people are working from the ego and that's not where spirit's at. Not, not at all. Would you have any words of advice for people? Whether it doesn't matter where they are on their journey, whether they're maybe wanting to develop or maybe people that are, can I say, even established in their mediumship, would you have any advice, maybe thoughts that you'd want to share with them, Christine? Well, what I would say at the beginning is to do your homework research and, and really examine within yourself why you want to do this. Yeah. Why? Um, is it because it's an in thing for you? You just want to be someone or be recognised or do you truly have experiences that you want to explore or perhaps you want to understand? So in the beginning, I, I definitely would say, why are you doing it? Do you really want to go on this journey? And don't try to engineer it. Yes. Go with the natural flow of understanding the spiritual aspect of life, mediumship and all its lovely joys, psychic intuition and healing, all that sort of thing. Look at the beauty of what it does. Look at the joy of it and explore, is it for me? Is this right for me? Would I want to do this? Can I cope with this? You know, you're dealing with death. You're dealing with grief. Yes. So we, we're dealing with uh, very big uh, subjects. I deal a lot with suicide groups here in Australia. I work a lot with families who've lost kids, and it's heart-wrenching. And so you have to be um, able to really question deep within, is this my pathway? And is this right for me? Can I use this within me to help others and myself. Um, so the examining words of advice at the beginning is that as you grow through your mediumship, be flexible for change, be flexible for growth. Never think you know it all because you don't. And there's not one medium on earth who knows everything. Very true. In fact, I'd say there's a lot of mediums who know very little. And I do believe, and I will say that, and I will say with all of us, we all know a little bit, but not everything. And so I will say to you that that knowing comes from their own expression of their own understanding within their own soul's journey. The humility, courage and humbleness to be able to review oneself throughout the journey, to be able to practice, to be able to get um, a closer contact with the spirit world in a relationship level, which the result of that is better communications. But if the relationship is lacking, and that building and that resource of them, you know, I mean, how often do you say, did I serve you well, spirit? Did I do the right thing for you today? Have I helped you? Did I use my ability correctly? Or if you've had a situation where your contact hasn't worked well or your client hasn't worked well with the reading, you go, what did I do? Spirit, I apologize. Forgive me. I've misinterpreted. I've missed something. Please be with me again when the right time is right to guide me and navigate me through that. Recognize where your shortcomings are. Mm. And you'll never get to a stage of knowing it all. And that's the joy of this because it's interesting yes. all the time. But for words of advice, even for working mediums, I I honestly feel with working advice that I think it's 
really just always be honest, be true to yourself, be true to the spirit. Find joy in it, but also remember the fragility of the ability. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. It's a sacred office that we're in and it requires patience and love and respect. And I I really enjoyed what you said, because to be honest, I haven't thought about that for a while. You know, when you're done a reading or perhaps maybe, uh, maybe you think you did marvelous. Maybe there's a private sitting that you go, wasn't so great. Wasn't my best spirit. Where did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? What did I miss? Did I serve you well? And it's really about that introspection is a big part of where your growth is going to come from. So thank you for that wisdom, because um, if anything, I needed to hear that needed to hear that today. And I'm sure many other people did as well. Christine, do you want to share with the listeners where they can get in touch with you and what you have going on? Okay, uh, you could go to my website, which is www.christinemorgan.com.au. Uh, on there, you will see events where I run uh, particular workshops and classes. Um, I do do, uh, as I said, some. I do a lot of private sessions, one-to-one, um, and I have several groups that run across a weekly basis where there's development processes going on for people in different levels, different avenues. Um, I can be just emailed through my website, and you can approach me for anything like that, for bookings, for classes, for events. I do a lot of public speaking and I work with different organizations around the world. So, yes, you're very welcome to contact me, whatever your query. Absolutely. Beautiful. I am so honored and just been so privileged to have you on the show Uh it's just amazing. I'm kind of less speechless because it, everything that I wanted to talk about and more you touched on and you're so eloquent with your speaking and you really speak from the heart. So thank you so much. And it was just a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Courtney. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to MediumCourtneyDawson.com or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.